0: This is the Lookout Tower. The Lookout Tower was built in order for us to protect you from invaders. The Lookout Tower was not built to provide us with a vantage point from which to keep watch over your every action. The Lookout Tower was built for no other reason than to give us and the people who work here the opportunity to watch the horizon for people who might harm you. Whether or not you are in favour of the Lookout Tower is no longer important because it's here now and it's staying here. One young man wrote a letter to the people who work on the very top floor of the Lookout Tower in which he complained about how he felt he was being constantly surveyed by the people who work on the very top floor of the Lookout Tower. The people on the very top floor of the Lookout Tower invited that young man to come and experience the splendid view from the special viewing platform at the very top of the Lookout Tower. And after spending some time out there, he soon realised he had nothing whatsoever to fear. Unfortunately, the young man enjoyed his experience on the special viewing platform so much he refused to come back inside. Even when he was informed a terrible storm was approaching. Though they pleaded with the man to come inside, he chose to remain out on the platform and sadly he was lost to the wind.
1: Hello and welcome to Stain Claim, a new game show in which everyone who has stayed in a particular hotel room in the last month gathers together to lay claim to the various stains on the sheets, mattresses, walls and floors. My name is Stench Martin and joining me here tonight are a number of people who have stayed in room 348 of the Premier Lodge in Bristol during the last month. In a few moments I'm going to be pointing at the first of tonight's stains and asking if anyone would like to lay claim to it. Now, obviously, the larger or more unusually coloured stains carry with them a greater amount of shame, which is why those ones have a bigger cash prize attached to them. Or, as we like to say here on Stain Claim... The bigger
0: the stain, the The greater the shame. The
2: greater
1: the shame, the bigger the claim. That's right. Now, just before we begin, I'd like to introduce a very special guest joining us here in the room tonight. Ivan Protasov is a member of the hotel cleaning staff responsible for the rooms on this floor. Both his wife and son are also members of the cleaning staff and Ivan will be standing in the corner for the duration of this evening's programme, shaking his head and silently judging the selfishness of the guest's recent behaviour. Right, let's get on with claiming these stains.
3: i just spoke to Yvonne. Um, can I refer you to her? I just explained to you that my complaint concerns Yvonne.
2: Yes, I, I know, but I, I think Yvonne is still the best person to assist you. But
3: I just told you I'm complaining about Yvonne.
2: Be that as it may, um, Yvonne is still probably better qualified than me.
3: How is that possible?
2: Well, Yvonne works in the complaints department, madam. Hello?
3: Is there perhaps somebody else there I could speak to? Um,
2: may I ask what it's in regard to, madam? Pardon? Um, well, what are you calling us about this morning?
3: I'd like to make a complaint.
2: Well, I am sorry to hear that. May I ask the nature of your complaint?
3: A lady called Yvonne, who works at your company, keeps telephoning my home and pestering my husband.
2: OK. I'll transfer you to our complaints department straight away.
3: Thank you. Could you possibly tell me to whom I'll be speaking, please?
2: I'm afraid I'm not allowed to pass on the names of the people in that department, madam. Uh, But but please hold. I'm I'm transferring you now.
3: OK? Thank you.
2: Hello,
4: my name is Yvonne. How can I help you today? Like everything dangerous, it tells you it's harmless. Like everything harmful, it tells you it's your friend. But like everything friendly, Air won't think twice about killing you. Without me you couldn't breathe, it says. Without me you'd suffocate. But without you, those apples would be good as new. Without me you couldn't make a bonfire, it says. Without me you'd die from the cold. Never mind all that, I'll put a eating on. If you're so friendly, why can't we see you? Why can't we hear you? Got someone to hide, have ya? Don't bother to answer. I imagine you can't talk either. All of a sudden, air's useful for the environment. Photosynthesis, respiration. I've heard it all before. I worked security for 25 years. I never needed air. I needed my wits about me. I needed my martial arts training to keep order. Where was air then? Moving crisp packets about on the pavement, was it? Blowing the wind around, pointless. We don't need it. It's always saying it's helping us. But where was it when Deborah Knights got a crowbar in her face when she told that geezer he won't coming in with them trainers? Nowhere! That's where. Here is the enemy. It's my enemy. It's your enemy. It's our enemy. Vote no
5: on the 19th.
2: Cool King. Destination Saturn. It's about time we went to Saturn, declared Cool King one morning. Only last week, my head alchemist informed me his project to turn mud into diamonds was nearing completion. So, it's clear that we possess the technological capability to colonise Saturn. By next morning, Cool King had assembled the very finest carpenters in his kingdom and set them to work on the space rocket. Cool King had done a very good drawing of what he wanted the rocket to look like and within a week the wooden frame had been assembled. A short while later, as the main group of carpenters began work on the rocket, a smaller group started carving the engine out of finest oak. Six weeks later, As the space rocket was nearing completion, Cool King began selecting members of his royal court to accompany him on the maiden voyage. Of course, I will be the captain and also I will be flying the rocket, said Cool King. Cool King scanned his throne room in search of other potential astronauts to join him on the voyage to Saturn and was pleased to note that there were several promising candidates. Of course, I will need a flag-bearer to take up a position immediately afore the rocket and walk slowly in front of it all the way to Saturn. He will, of course, be followed by two trumpeters who will announce our arrival on Saturn in the customary fashion. Cool King's eyes alighted upon the royal strongman. You will be invaluable in a zero-gravity environment as your increased bulk will allow you to remain rooted to the ground and help with all the initial hammering. If we don't get those floorboards laid down quickly, we run a serious risk of getting our shoes covered in space muck. Cool King chose another person to help if anything went wrong and with that the crew was complete. Lift-off is tomorrow at 7am sharp, so everyone must go to bed now and make sure they are well rested, said Cool King. The next morning, half the kingdom had assembled to watch, and once the rocket crew was safely on board, the court jester appeared with a loud hailer and began the official countdown. Five, four, three, two one. Ignition. Two of the cool king's servants ran forward and lit the enormous bonfire that had been built directly beneath the enormous wooden rocket, and the crowd cheered as they waited for liftoff. For almost three hours, the crowd watched spellbound as the rocket was slowly consumed by a gigantic inferno. Later on that day, when the entire structure had been reduced to a pile of smouldering ash, the crowd was still clapping, cheering and shouting messages of good luck to the astronauts. Oh, oh, what in the world is all that racket? said Cool King to himself as he awoke from an afternoon slumber. Why, it sounds as though half the kingdom is outside. Hooray for Cool King! cheered the crowd. Long live Cool King and his plan to colonise Saturn! Of course, Cool King thoroughly enjoyed the adulation of the crowd and waved at them for several minutes from the window of his chamber. But secretly, he wasn't sure if he deserved their acclaim because he hadn't even been aboard the space rocket. So everything worked out nicely in the end for Cool King.
5: Hello, Nathan Pickledon here with some more poetry. Last time I told you of my visit to the offices of the company I hope will soon be publishing my first book of poems. I spoke to a gentleman that day who certainly appeared sincere when he told me I would soon be hearing from someone. But he was clearly lying to me as I've heard nothing. The other day I paid a second visit to the office, this time under cloak of night. When I observed that young man leaving, I followed him at a safe distance until he reached his home. It was then that I approached him silently from behind and administered to his face a handkerchief I'd previously soaked in a solution made from my anxiety medicine. You may have heard about that young man's <laughs> disappearance on the local news programmes. Various pea brained individuals surmising as to his current whereabouts. Well, there's no need to worry he's here with me now this poem is called knights move vertically then diagonally as the knights move unpredictably the pawns watch in awe power sits with king and queen but what are they without their knights board waits how many more nights before they make their move thank you